0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: This is the Eric Lee Show on WSLY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at NowDecator.com.
2: Nothing gets more baseball than this song. It's nice to think baseball, even uh, uh, when it's uh, when it's we're not even to Christmas yet. It's nice to think about it. It's nice to think about uh, as soon as you get past holidays, start thinking about pitchers and catchers reporting and uh, and getting to the uh, the new year and the new season. We don't know if COVID's going to affect the new season or not. We just keep playing the waiting game. We know the NBA is going to start here pretty soon, and uh, that they're going back to their original stadiums and. Uh, we'll see how that goes. College basketball's getting started. College football's having a lot of issues. Uh, a lot of games getting dropped. A lot of teams getting dropped. But, um, they're, they're playing what they can and they're, they're letting players get some games in and, and producing. The sports world is, is still obviously shook by uh, even the NFL. We got a game going on right now. The, uh, the NFL. Ravens and Steelers. Uh, 12-7 at halftime is that Steelers Leafs So everything's a little quirky, but we're getting some sports. And, uh, and the one, the, well, two that we're in between right now, basketball, uh, and baseball, but baseball getting close, but it's a great time to learn some stories. We start hour two. Big thanks to our one sponsor, of course, Dale Southwick Pharmacy and Cody's Corner Drugs. Dale Southwick Pharmacy in South Shores on first drive. Cody's Corner Drugs, Erica Spot up north, Dale and Rita and Lauren and the whole crew always taking care of us and, uh, being a sponsor of everything we do. We can't tell you how much we appreciate them. Our two sponsor, uh, is Bory mm-hmm. Offices, Andy Borey downtown Decatur specialize in bankruptcy, family law, get the will updated. If you don't have a will, get a will. Give them a holler at 422-2400. Andrew Borey, Law Offices, downtown Decatur. A lot of things you don't want to have to deal with, divorce, bankruptcy, but if you do need them, they're going to help you through that process. Uh, again, 422-2400. This is the Eric Lee Show with Rich and Courtney Carson, brought to you by Earth Mover Credit Union. I've gone to the hoodie, uh, for people wondering. Uh, I am quarantining from home after a small trip. Uh, doing the show from home. Courtney and Dom are, are in the studios. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've got, I've, I've made the move. It, yeah. it, you know, the sun's going down. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but, but the good thing is, uh, on we march. Hour two. This, this is pretty cool. Dominique, uh, has found a few stories for us over the next few weeks, a few guests to chat with. And this one is, uh, gonna be super interesting as we, uh, as we take a peek and, and go to the Kansas City barbecue pit hotlines as we get a chance to talk about one of the co-founders of, uh, the company called Momentum Films. Mm-hmm. Um his co- co-founder alongside him is Trevor Bauer, uh, pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, of course, now reigning Cy Young champion. Uh, but we get a chance to talk with Taiki Tyke Green. Tykey, welcome, and, uh, and how are you today?
3: I'm good, guys. Appreciate you uh, letting me on your as a show. So I'm pretty excited about it. Love
2: the idea. You're going to hear from Dominique here in a minute uh, as well. She found you and thought it was a really cool idea. I'm just learning about the company and, mm-hmm. and seeing the stories and what you guys offer on YouTube. Uh, Taiki, how did this start?
3: Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a long story. Uh, so Trevor and I had met up at a training facility in Kent, Washington. It's called Driveline Baseball. Uh, the, the founder of Driveline actually works at the Cincinnati Reds now. And uh, I used to train Trevor back in the day. I was a pitcher myself, and uh, okay. we became friends through that. And uh, I had grown an interest for film over that time. And back in 2018, um, I was down in spring training with Trevor, and mm-hmm. As, as most people know, Trevor is, uh, is, uh, very outspoken and yeah. his, uh, outspoken uh, habits had, uh, got him in some trouble with the media <laughs> as, uh, as is not maybe not surprising to some of you guys, but, uh, we were, he was really mad about it. He had been called into the principal's office, uh, like the front office basically to have a talk, a stern talking to him. and, um, a lot of things were taken out of context. Like he said, uh, basically yeah. we, um, I was there and he had gotten back. It was like 11 o'clock at night and, uh, we decided to go for a drive, uh, just out to the middle of nowhere. He was just so mad. He had just bought a nice sports car. So he was like, I want to take this for a drive. Let's, let's drive for a couple hours. I'm like, yeah, sure, nice. why not? And he was basically venting to me on the ride there about how he felt that if he was, if there's a narrative about him in the media, um, there is really no way for him to combat that, whether it was true or not. Uh, besides, if he just went on his Instagram and just like, hey, like those allegations right. are false. Right. It's there's not, it's not super strong, and there's like a strong person there. Like if there's if he's made enemies with six or seven, you know, beat reporters, uh, those beat reporters could really just hold his narrative up for hostage in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Not mm-hmm. saying that they did or didn't, but you know, there's a lot of. Uh, Uh, wait on their side, whereas Trevor didn't have much, um, on his side. So kind of that round trip of three hours when we got back at like 2 a.m., we had kind of hashed the plans for, uh, a loosely based idea around immediate network for players, where players are in control of their narrative. Um, we just give them the tools to help tell their story. So that was the players
2: tribune. did, Did that exist yet? Which is, which is storytelling just, you know, pen and paper.
3: Online. Yeah, yeah. So, so players should like be like we had it existed at that point, but um, I hadn't known too much about it. Um, yeah. LeBron, LeBron, you go, hold something on uninterrupted. Step, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Right. It, you know, it's, it's written piece, and we didn't feel that there was much for baseball. I mean, obviously, basketball and football are just more popular sports, so it makes sense to devote resources towards that. But uh, we just didn't really see anything for baseball specifically. Um, gotcha, so, yeah. It was, a, it was a problem that we saw there, and then kind of from then we just started building up the idea of, like, what can we do to make this a reality? So mm-hmm. that was kind of the, the humble beginning was, uh, yeah, back I, in 2018.
2: What, yeah, it, when, did, when did the website actually launch?
3: What was the first story? The first story? <laughs> it's actually funny. Did you start uh, with one story or did you
2: throw a bunch of content up?
3: It, it, yeah, so we kind of threw a bunch of stuff at the wall to see if it stuck. So uh, in January... We launched, and about a month before that, we're like, oh, we should probably get some more stuff that isn't just you, Trevor. So it doesn't feel like it's just, like, Trevor's, okay, yeah. you know, side side project. <laughs> so <laughs> we did this ridiculous two-week trip where we went to visit uh, Mike Levenger mm. uh, in Florida, uh, Leonis Martin, who had just recovered from some crazy illness. Uh, so we did a story on him. And then we mm. went to – oh, man, i so nuts. We went to Puerto Rico or six days to follow Javi Baez and uh, Jose Berrios, And so (laughs) just basically 12 days of nonstop content, and we've created as much content out of that as possible, whether it was long-form videos some social media videos, just anything that I can do. And it was just me. So I was just making as many clips as possible, trying to do as much clickbait on a viral clips like Javi Baez and... Uh, and, yeah. and Jose Barrios have a you know a charity event like uh, watch here and stuff like that. So um, you know just, just from being started. just
2: somewhat connected. I mean, did did you get connected with the player? I mean, I, I, Trevor must have done, uh, and maybe you've got the connection from working in baseball too. But just the the contact of players is so hard to form to formulate. I mean, you tell somebody you're starting a business, they might not you know necessarily catch on to it. But you want to start this this idea of a video company, I mean, was it pretty receptive by the players and, you know, I, I guess the media handlers of baseball and the teams?
3: Yes and no. So when we explained the idea to players and we just didn't have anything up, they're just like, uh, you know, no. like maybe it sounds <laughs> interesting. Uh, but when we uh, – Mike Clevenger was a good example. We had said, like, hey, Mike, we're going to come out there, film a story on you, it's going to be great. And probably is his mind was like, is. oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, we, we we as soon as we went out there and started filming, uh, his whole attitude changed. It was uh, yeah. it was amazing. It was just like, oh, this is what it's like. Oh, sweet, I'm going to totally be myself. I feel super comfortable. So once he kind of got over that hump, that oh, that's awesome. it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a it's a friend versus an enemy where players have been for so long. They just they've been told that you know oh be careful what you say around media and stuff. Right. Which it's unfortunate, sure. but. Um, it's just been that kind of learning curve of getting players to understand that we're <laughs> we're not out to get you. <laughs> we're here yeah. we're here but to my,
2: help. Uh, my limited connection. One thing I've learned about baseball players is I feel like they're the ones that just want to be treated like dudes the most. Like they they just want to have a beer and tell stories. They don't necessarily you know they yeah they love kids and they love being fans but you know it's, it's not always. Uh, I, I just I feel like they're very down to earth. I, they're, they're, you know they just they just want to talk a little bit and chat if, and if as long as they don't feel endangered by what they could say uh you are going to be able to find some really cool stories i'm sure there i'm sure you've got a thousand in the pipeline that that you know you want to do
3: yeah uh, exactly i think we're now starting to starting to catch a momentum hmm. but uh we who named I, it? I think now Is that you? Yeah, exactly who named uh who named <laughs> it um, it's it's funny we it took us like 3 months to come up with a name we had <laughs> just tried to figure out things that kind of made sense and like if what like if there's like domains out there that we could use but Momentum, uh, you know, we wanted something that had like some kind of trajectory of moving forward and pushing the game forward. So momentum, you know, there's a lot, the watch momentum was what we used for like, uh, our website and things because we were able to secure that domain. But a lot of it was just, is the domain available? Is the social media handles available? So it was a lot of, you know, plug and play. There, like momentum is not any name that we've thought of over you know, 10 to 15 years. It's just. A and, and name that worked out for all intents and purposes yeah. uh, for business-wise. So uh, it works. We like it. Uh, the logo yeah. works, too. Uh, so we're happy with it.
2: Well, you can support a lot of ways. No, Dominique, we'll let her ask you a couple questions here in a minute. But I, I just noticed you have a shop on the website, um, very simplistic, but, uh you know, some kind of funny T-shirts. I assumed I was going to find free Joe Kelly shirts on here, but... Houston cheated shirts. Uh, Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Baseball isn't boring. You know, uh, unwritten rules you know, there, there's some stuff on here and shirts, sure, you know, 25 bucks and stuff. It, it's, it's kind of neat. It, it is the, is the product line. I mean, that's just a secondary thing. I, I would assume, but, but it's something else that, that, that could catch people's uh, attention. I, I love the Houston yeah. cheated t shirts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do too. It's, uh, you know, we think of ourselves as a very, a very progressive, uh, baseball media company. So. Uh, anything to kind of help our brand mission push forward, you know, obviously throwing merch up there is great. It's not obviously, uh, the large driver of our business, but, uh, you know, that, that stuff is fun to do. And we love to see people, uh, rock our stuff and support the messages that we put out there. So it's, uh, it's a good time for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, is this, is this time not necessarily, I know Christmas you'll take probably a break, but, uh, is the off season. Busy, busy, or is it, are you, do you, are you, is the goal to to launch the same amount of content, whether you're in season or not, or to ramp it up when the season's in, or is this the easiest time to get to guys? I mean, obviously it's an easier time to get to guys, but. Yeah,
3: definitely the easier time to do long form stuff with guys. So kind of how we look at like our content schedule is what can we film in the off season to supplement ourselves for the in season stuff? And then Mm -hmm. what can we capture during the season? that can supplement ourselves for the off season. So it's kind of like a, a mm. checkerboard kind of scenario. So what can we do in the four months that allows us to be fine for the season? And then what can we film in season that'll let us be fine for the off season? So it's a tricky thing. Uh Baseball players just you know, six or seven months out of the year, they're just traveling all over. And then obviously they're going to want to take some time off. So really with holidays, we have about, you know, two months, maybe, maybe a little bit less to yeah. film our long form content with guys. And, uh, it is difficult, but, uh, now that we're in year two, uh, a lot more guys are, are reaching out to us. You know, like, hey, you know, I have this kind of cool story. It'd be interesting if you guys help me film it. And I'm like, yeah, well, let's do it. So, That's great. um, hopefully as time That's changes, we'll, uh, get more and more, uh, inbound leads versus outbound, uh, efforts. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Again, on the Kansas City Barbecue Pit Hotline, we're talking to Tyke Green. He's co-founder of Momentum Films, a website, uh, where you can see a little bit of everything, uh, is, is watch-momentum.com. At least that's what I'm seeing is the home page. Anyway, watch Um And uh, Dominique found found this great conversation. You, mm-hmm. This company is founded with Cy Young, uh, current Cy Young winner, uh, Trevor Bauer of the Reds. Uh, Dom, you found it. You, obviously, this is uh, something you've been peeking at for quite some time that, that caught your interest.
4: Yeah, I mean, I've been looking at it uh, since before the season began. I've been really interested following Trevor Bauer's uh, just kind of rise to the top. Uh, I mean, he's had his up and up and downs in, um, with Cleveland, and then uh, to see what he did this year. I just got to ask, uh, Taiki, uh, this season has been, you know, it's been a historical season for Trevor, obviously, uh, just winning the Cy Young and uh, just showing everyone who he is. Uh, what was it like to, to be a part of that historical season? I mean, you're not – on screen, you're, you're behind the camera, but you're along for the ride. What's, what's that been like? It's, it's just cool
3: to see somebody achieve such a singularly focused goal. I don't have very many. I don't think I know anybody that has, that has had such a single focused goal. I have a lot of people, friends that are, I want to be rich. I want to be famous. They're like relatively ambiguous goals. Like what is rich or, you know, what's that level? But Trevor yeah. for the last 15 to 20 years of his life, His only goal has been to win a Cy Young. It has been his phone background for 10 to 15 years. He went to the Baseball Hall of Fame when he was younger. He took a picture of the Cy Young Award. And it has been every day when he wakes up and when before he goes to bed, he looks at that lock screen and it's the Cy Young Award. So for him, like, I mean, at the end of the day, Trevor's my best friend. So for him to achieve that goal, I mean, it got me emotional when we were there and with all his family there. That's awesome. uh, Just to see, uh, to, for him to win that award after so much of what he's gone through, the, uh, ridicule and just the, uh, just having the Trojan horse's way to the top, um, it was really cool to see. So, um, being a part of that, however small role I played, uh, um, was pretty awesome. I, I really felt like, uh, like I was almost as if I wanted Uh, I was just that ecstatic. So it was pretty awesome, uh, especially with him vlogging the entire season as well, um, mm. a lot of things hit well for us yeah, amidst the the terribleness of 2020. So yeah, it was a pretty cool experience.
2: He's going to run into people they are going to say it was a shortened season. He's a Cy Young winner. He's the best pitcher. He's the best pitcher in baseball, hands down to me. I couldn't believe the odds. You know, were were um, better for him. You know, people could have made some decent money by betting on him just to, to win that award. Uh, but now does right. is, is, is he have another goal of winning it again you know in a long form season I mean it should not be reduced whatsoever but you might as well say let's do it again
3: oh yeah no for sure he he knows that like uh, we were talking about it midway through the year when it was looking pretty good he's like of course of course I'm going to win the Cy Young when it's a shortened season and <laughs> then people are going to uh, argue that I didn't win it right so uh, I'm happy I want it obviously but um you know he's going to set in a 162 game season and winning it that way, just to you know, re, just relinquish all doubt that mm-hmm. he is undeniably uh, the best pitcher.
2: I, li- I liked yeah. this guy from the time you, you remember the, the throw the ball over the fence situation,
3: <laughs>
2: uh, of course. I, I liked course. him, I liked him instantly because he owned it um, right away. He just, I, I can't remember exactly what he said. I think he was like, I don't know why he did that. You know, he's just like. It's like, you no, know, this guy's—he's a real dude, you know. And, and w- w- what's misinterpreted the most by him? I don't know. Is a hothead? Is he? is he can. People say he's a hothead. I, I don't. I, what's wrong that, that the media might say or that people might think?
3: I think that he is just very blunt. And I think in today's world, like people are usually like, um, not to say careful with their words, but they'll try to like articulate and try to make sure it doesn't really ruffle any feathers, but. Trevor just Easy as shoots it straight yeah. and I think a lot of people misconstrue that as oh like he has like this objective with it but he really is just saying exactly what is on his mind and just says it like as soon as it pops in his brain he's just like I'm gonna say it exactly this way and that's exactly how I feel so uh, it's something that I admire especially given like all the ridicule that he gets for it and continues to stay true to himself but I think that's probably the most most understood part is that He really is just speaking exactly what he feels and exactly how he wants to say it unapologetically. And I think that just is different than what we're used to, especially in today's uh, media world. So I think that's the toughest part.
4: So speaking of, uh, you know, Trevor just kind of saying whatever he wants, uh, kind of being blunt, you know, he talks about the the free Joe Kelly, talks about Houston cheated, has no problem uh, throwing Rob Manfred under the bus or going to <laughs> social media, you know, uh, do you guys ever kind of just say, you know, you or his agent, Rachel Luba? do you guys ever just kind of say, Trevor, maybe tone it down a bit, or have you guys gotten to the point where it's like, Trevor's going to say what he wants and we're just going to let him go?
3: Well, a- depending on, like, who's involved, will, like, Trevor will either, like, consult with us, like, before he sends out a tweet, and he's like, hey, can I say this? Um, and most of the time I'm like, yeah. Like I, I, I'm one to like. If he is fine saying what he wants to say um, with that platform, then by all means, go for it. Um, now that he uh, is at like a spot where he's more of in the public eye now, he does have a team around him that kind of proofreads a little bit here and there. But most of mm-hmm. the time, it's like go for it. Um, I, I, I don't want to censor uh, you or anybody. I think you have the freedom to say what you want to say. So. Um, you know, go, by all means, go for it. But, uh, there is some proofread process that we have in place now. So, uh, it's, it's, it's getting there.
4: Uh, so you guys filmed the entire COVID season. Obviously, Trevor vlogs, so, you know, he's he's handling the camera. Uh, I know you guys do a lot of stuff as well. Uh, you, you do the dinner, you do the, the different, uh, just training regiments and whatnot. Uh, would you say, it was definitely harder with this COVID season. I mean, there's definitely things you couldn't do. You guys couldn't even do the, the dinners with, uh, former players, uh, anymore.
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously we had a <laughs> 2020, we had a lot of, uh, plans going into it that were completely thrown out the window. Um, so we had to kind of lighten our feet and I thought we did a pretty good job adjusting. I mean, 2020 in terms of our company was a really, really good year for us. We saw our biggest growth. Um, I think it was due to just, we have a small team, so we're able to pivot pretty quickly. Uh, like that vlog that we had, uh, we hadn't even considered that idea until like maybe seven to ten days before we even launched it. Um, we just thought that we needed something. And I had watched uh, a couple of the NBA bubble vlogs. I thought they were super compelling. So I figured Trevor's probably the only player in baseball that is fine holding a DSLR camera in front of his face uh, in the clubhouse. So I figured, why not? Let's go for it. And then I had a camera to his clubhouse. We got all squared away. And then within five days, we were kind of rolling. So um, I thought it was a good year for us. Uh, obviously, I wish things could have gone differently. But, you know, COVID is what she is. So we uh, we adjusted. And I'm pretty happy with how the results came out to be.
4: And you guys, uh, Trevor, ran into some issues uh, with filming, like in the locker rooms, or I, I know he did a lot of filming of his uh, his COVID tests, uh, whether he was yeah. in his truck or whatnot. Uh, did you guys run into some some other troubles that maybe Trevor didn't film that you're able to to talk about?
3: Yeah, um, I'll talk about it generally, but um, there were some people within MLB, you know, maybe higher up, you know, make your uh, judgments based on that, uh, <laughs> that were not super happy about uh the liability issue of like Trevor roaming around with a camera obviously <laughs> like we have no intentions of showing somebody's covid tests or like uh, if like somebody had a positive test if no I've no business in uh basically violating any hipaa laws uh so those were the issues that they were just scared that Trevor might be a, a loose top but um you know We're not that egregious. We have no business in trying to violate anything like that. We're just trying to show inside access to the game. So uh, we ran into a few issues um, with uh, some outside uh, people uh, that were related to that, as well as uh, some of the higher-ups at uh, at MLB. But uh, I won't say any names, but uh, (laughs) they weren't super happy uh, about that. But, um, I mean we were tiptoeing the line uh it's something new there isn't any rules in place for that so uh, i'd be curious to see what you know the next season looks like um if other players do want to do these vlogs and all that uh, how teams will handle that but because you know there isn't any rules for <laughs> players filming with vlogs it's kind of a gray area and i think yeah. that um it's it's tough for uh, those higher ups to kind of control that because it's, it's something so new and it's happening right in front of their face.
4: Now you do Back a lot of- Oh, sorry Eric. Uh, just last question I was gonna say is that you do a lot of the behind the scenes, uh, with a lot of the different videos. Uh, I'm an avid momentum watcher, you know, you and I talked about it before we, before we got on here. Uh, is there like a certain video that, that you're a big fan of, like if you were to just sit down and watch or one that you're more into, to filming than the others?
3: That's a good question. Um, I'd say some of my favorites were I really enjoyed uh, creating uh, Trevor's farewell video. It's uh, basically like a, a a letter that Trevor wrote to Cleveland thinking about his time there. Uh, I had a really good time putting that together because, um, you know, Cleveland was a transformative experience for Trevor, and, you know, I'd known him through that entire process, and he really grew into his own uh, being in Cleveland and uh, I think the city uh, – I really helped him kind of get that confidence that he needed. Um, so I really like putting those kind of pieces together where it's, uh, it goes beyond uh, a player. It, it involves an entity like the Indians and it involves a city like Cleveland. So that's a good story that I liked. Um, another one that I'd say is we, uh, we did a, a Sandlock game uh, back in, in March when COVID had put a stop to the season. Um, a bunch of guys were still in Arizona, so – we rounded up about, I don't know, like 15 big leaguers in Arizona and we threw together this, uh, charity wiffle ball game. We live streamed it. Um, we raised like $30,000, twenty twenty thousand dollars 20000 or $30,000 for, uh, some of the displaced uh, game day workers for the Indy, uh, for the Reds. Um, so putting that, that video together was just so much fun. Everybody's having a great time. I mean, I would have never expected that they would be out of baseball for the next five months, but, um, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to have everybody everybody come together, so last to minute and kind of, you know, come together as one. So those are oh, some of my great. favorite videos. Just, uh, goes beyond, um, you know, goes beyond the game, brings everybody together.
2: That's cool. Tykey, obviously, uh, you know, we're trying to get people to go watch these videos. Say they do like them. They enjoy everything you do. What's the best way? How they, how, how can they help you? Watch the videos and share them yep. on social media and spread the word and buy a t-shirt once
3: in a while. Yeah, that's basically pretty much it. Uh, you just go to our YouTube <laughs> channel. We're just, uh, Momentum on YouTube. our website is watch-momentum.com. Uh, our social media handles are watch underscore momentum on Instagram and YouTube our Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. So, uh, we're out there. Uh, you can always go to Trevor's profile as well, Bower Outage, and he's usually posting our stuff as well. So we're trying to get out there. Um, you know, going to the YouTube rabbit hole, but, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot of good content, stuff that you may have seen before uh, with players that you see on the field. So, um, yeah, cool. just continue on.
2: Well, good luck. I know it's a tough business, but it, it's awesome when you get to see those finished products. And I uh, hope you get to see a whole lot more of that And we get 162 next year.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Let's hope so. Good luck
2: to you, and good luck to Trevor as well. You know, you guys together end the baseball career. Uh, uh, we're here in Cubs and Cardinals country, so a lot of people might like Trevor Bauer, but they're not going to root real hard for the Reds. So, <laughs> in
3: fact, pro- right, they might well, be a
2: little tired of Ty Trevor owning him here the last uh, last couple starts. <laughs> but but it, well, it, it, it is a lot of fun to watch.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll end up in one of those spots or whatever with this free agency. So. I I could also name you 10 10
2: Reds fans, too, the Jim Pecks and Chris Siders of the world. So we do have Reds fans around here, too, just maybe not quite as many. Tyke, good luck, man.
5: (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Nice to talk to you, Tyke.
2: Tykey Green, co-founder of Momentum, and, uh, he gave you all the, all the numbers ever. Watch-momentum.com is a website. Go to YouTube and put in Momentum as well. Uh, watch some of these things. If you're interested in baseball or just stories behind professional athletes, this stuff is cool. It's great to talk to him. Another sports conversation that always takes us, uh, about as inside the locker room as you can get. So that one was uh, brought to you by Brink Cotter Realers. Once again, we appreciate Brink Cotter. Head to BrinkCotter.com, uh, and check out a little bit of everything as far as the, uh, the, the, uh, the home market is looking right now. Go see how many homes are, available and get out and make some checks on some things and if you miss that conversation it'll be in the inside the locker room page of Naticator.com's podcast and also Dom will have it on facebook and twitter as well we get a break got a hurry ken fry awaiting a phone call we're talking zoo next in our weekly park district chat don't go anywhere on the way to break another peak of the three-day weather forecast it's the rev courtney carson telling us just how damn cold it's going to be the rest of the week
5: tonight we see a lows around 24 On Thursday, it's partly sunny with a high near 43, and on Friday, it's sunny with a high near 43. This is your WSOI three-day forecast with your boy, The Rev. Courtney Carson, stay blessed and productive, keep hope alive, wear your mask,
6: and please stay healthy, my friends. Hi, this is Ryan Spurlock, co-owner of the Brass Horn and Brass Horn 2 in downtown Decatur. I want to talk to you about what we are all going through right now and what we as businesses are doing to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. We are open for business as usual, and we respectfully request that you wear a mask when shopping in our stores. We're also cleaning and disinfecting on a regular basis, and we want all of our customers to know that our stores are a safe place to come shop for those that are special to you this holiday season. Happy holidays to everyone, and most importantly, be well and stay safe.
7: I wear a mask for my community and my patients. This is Tanya Andrix of Crossing Healthcare. The mental and physical health of this community is my number one concern, and I get it. We are all frustrated and tired of this pandemic, but frustration and worry and anger won't make it go away. The only way to help our community is to practice social distancing, proper hand washing, and to wear a mask when you're in public. If everyone did their part, we could not only save our businesses, but save lives. Isn't that worth it? Please do your part and wear a mask.
0: We mask for our customers, our staff, and the community.
8: This is Todd and Angie Mason of The Beach House.
0: Right now is a difficult time for restaurants and businesses like ours. We're all frustrated and tired of this pandemic.
8: But frustration and anger won't make it go away. The only way to help our community and our local restaurants is to practice social distancing, proper hand washing.
0: And to wear a mask when you're in public. If everyone did their part, we could not only save local businesses, but save lives. Isn't that worth
1: it?
8: Please do your part and wear a mask.
1: Memorial Health Systems and Decatur Memorial Hospital have created a COVID-19 dashboard to increase public awareness about hospitalizations in our community.
6: When Decatur Memorial's got somewhere between 25 and 35 percent of our inpatients are COVID-positive, that's putting tremendous strain on the system. The science on this is very clear. Wearing a mask, social distancing works.
1: Find the dashboard at choosememorial.org backslash COVID-19 and listen to the podcast with DMH CEO Drew Early at nowdecatur.com.
0: We mask for our customers, our staff, and the community.
8: This is Todd and Angie Mason of The Beach House.
0: Right now is a difficult time for restaurants and businesses like ours. We are all frustrated and tired of this pandemic.
8: But frustration and anger won't make it go away. The only way to help our community and our local restaurants is to practice social distancing, proper hand washing.
0: And to wear a mask when you're in public. If everyone did their part, we could not only save local businesses, but save lives. Isn't that worth it?
8: Please do your part. And wear a mask.
9: Springfield Clinic is committed to providing high-quality health care along with an excellent patient experience because your health is our job. Providing value to you is our duty. And caring for those who make our community home, that's our mission. Springfield Clinic, caring for you here. Here.
1: This is The Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM streaming live at NowDecator.com. They say it's alright. Say it's alright. Have a good time. Cause it's alright. Whoa, it's alright. Now we
8: gonna move it slow. Open the
1: lights low.
8: Bow- bo- bar, bar,
1: bar, Eric Lee Show.
2: Richard's Courtney Carson, Courtney Dominique alright. Downtown. I'm in, I'm on that quarantine life for a little while. Hey Dom, Maybe who is first, this? Uh, it's like was this? It's like Huey
5: Lewis. Yeah. you
2: ever heard of Huey Lewis?
5: I have not, but that's good.
4: Hey
5: uh, man, are you sniffling? It yeah, was a different version.
4: I'm starting to think Courtney doesn't know anybody.
2: I don't know any of the t- songs that you play. <laughs> no he one. Kirk Franklin. <laughs> no. no. Al Green.
5: Al play some
4: popular stuff that everybody knows and don't say, oh, well, black community doesn't know because even they know it. It's just you.
5: Nah, 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 nah. Nah, You nah. did play
2: the Beatles one time, and you asked who was the Beach Boys, and I said, well, the first three words are, the first three letters are right, and you said, oh, is it the Beastie Boys?
5: Well, <laughs> it gotta be the right kind of music. She play like, this is the thing.
2: You're not, you gotta play the hits,
4: man. I play the hits.
2: Nah,
5: you don't play, I the play hits. I
4: play number ones.
2: So you gotta, understand. Was, okay, that Huey Lewis song was not necessarily number one. But no, you don't that, know that anything,
4: wasn't, that, that one wasn't. No. <laughs> but I played Beatles number one.
2: The Beatles?
5: everything Beach
2: the Beatles Boys. ever did was a
5: number one real what t- else was there really to in the you're 40s. right she's right but I <laughs> that's some stuff that you play and I'm like, okay, I know the singer but not the song because it wasn't the but again, everybody in my basement thought R Kelly had more number one I'm still mesmerized by this R Kelly had more number one hits than usher you you know like that's still mesmerized that to me.
2: everybody else in your basement was black. <laughs> and I was white. Right, and Usher, is, and and white people love Usher. Why, right,
4: right. I'm black and so. I get it.
2: Well, but you, yeah, Don't you
4: even. got
2: the best of
5: both worlds. <laughs> yeah, you got like the you. best of both both worlds, <laughs> and you like country oh, they, music. About and things my mom, such as my that. mom, she she also. I bet your mom thought R. Kelly had more hits.
4: No, she didn't.
5: And she doesn't even like R. Kelly. <laughs> no one likes R. Kelly these days. No, no one likes Robert.
4: See, even he gets confused <laughs> which one it. <laughs> no is. one likes
5: Robert. <laughs> but, no, I know, I, you know, I'm a, I am think that I'm, I th- I thought that I was quite eclectic. I just, this is something different.
2: You're I, not. Well, no, I haven't. What's not different is a chat with Ken Fry. we do have a guest and uh and uh he he didn't get a phone call yesterday which uh, i found out Ken is my fault i didn't put it on the schedule but i am putting a little onus on nobody asking me is anybody supposed to be on this segment that's what that is there every single week of the show uh since we've been on here but i'll take the ownership ken fry joins us uh from scoble zoo on the kansas city
6: barbecue pit uh hotlines ken how's it going uh going well i do like Huey lewis and uh i'm not really familiar with usher that well so i guess i'm the other way... Thank you, Ken. With Usher or the other oh, guy. no, no, but Thank you, was, Ken. Great song. Yeah. Ken, uh, okay, you do so, know R. Kelly, okay. though. What's that? <laughs> There's no way.
5: You do know no R. Kelly, <laughs> though.
4: Yeah,
6: well, I, I've heard of him, but I, I really didn't name a song.
5: <laughs> but see, he yeah. said he don't know Usher, though.
6: If yeah,
2: we well, played about, 20 yeah, songs,
6: name either one of them.
2: Yeah. Right.
5: He will know yeah, R. I, Kelly. I believe I can I guarantee
2: fly. if I played him the 10 biggest hits of Usher and the 10 biggest hits of R. Kelly and we said, which one is it? I guarantee he'd get more Usher songs.
5: I bet you he'd get more R. Kelly songs. Ken, do no, you know I, I believe I can fly? I would
6: fly. get more Huey Lewis songs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs>
4: Give
6: me more, more country Huey yeah. Lewis songs.
5: No, you is,
2: would. Which is a. Uh, he
5: would get well, more would Michael get Jackson songs.
2: Yeah yeah yeah. Well, who's yeah. not going to get Michael Jackson
5: song? I had to throw one in there. I had to try to <laughs> win the argument.
2: <laughs> what does that have to do with R Kelly? <laughs> well, a lot right, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> it, it, it's COVID, it's cold, the the zoo is closed, but the uh the show goes on. You you're you're you, you're still out there working hard, I know.
6: Yeah, our keepers are there every day, so it's, it's a 365 with with the zoo, and and um, so yeah, they're they're doing a good job keeping up with with all that, and it's actually a lot harder for them during the winter because it's it's hauling water to the wolves. We sh- we shut off a lot of the hydrants out in the zoo; mm-hmm. they don't freeze up, and so they're hauling water to the camels and to the wolves and and to the barnyard animals, and and a lot more hosing inside the buildings and uh, where the animals are kind of in more this time of year. So. Uh, yeah. They really earn their money this time of year.
2: What animals have to be moved? I mean, does anybody get moved to an inside spot or, or, or do they all already have access to inside?
6: Um, some of the animals have um, like buildings attached to their exhibits, like the, the mm. howler monkeys and spider monkeys and the flamingos and um, wallabies. Uh, a lot of the Oh, the big alligators and the Galapagos tortoises—they have to be moved back to the animal care center. The South American birds and African birds and uh, other oh, okay. smaller mm-hmm. reptiles get moved to the animal care center, and kind of the back of the zoo.
2: So when that happens, that's uh, what a day of hauling animals. Uh, when you clap, you've closed after you move at the zoo.
6: Yeah, well, we we love to keep them out as long as we can, so that our goal is oh, okay. to keep animals out on exhibit as long as possible. And then um, there's these. Magical temperatures, you know, when it gets below fifty, the tortoises can't be out, and um gators can get down to the thirties, and and um, you know the zebras are in, you know, they can have like down to the twenties, and and the penguins even have to go inside. I've heard people say, "Well, this is penguin weather." Like, no, they yeah <laughs> these are different types of penguins, and they, they have to go inside this time of year. So, uh, you know, when it gets down into the twenties overnight, you know, that that's when they have to start being being moved inside. So. Uh, everybody has their own different temperatures, so it's a different. So it's not all at once. I guess that's a good thing; it okay. doesn't happen at one time. So it just kind of spreads it out uh, when fall starts and uh, even uh, even September. I think the sloth had to go in a few times. She she has the lowest or the highest, I guess, yeah. uh, temperature range. You know, of mm-hmm. like down at the 60s, she has to get inside. So it's my girl
2: Eden, Eden the sloth. That's what yeah, I'm the sloth. Animal. Yeah, yeah. At the, uh, at the zoo, so she's in the normal spot that she would be in when she's inside at the zoo.
6: Yeah, correct. Yeah, when she's... Uh, but she's not at
2: the, the care center, or is that different?
6: That, yeah, she's in the animal care center in the back of the zoo. Okay. And, when, and she does have a little house on exhibit, so at night, if it gets cooler, we can turn on little heat lamps for her, and she can go inside and stay inside and keep warm uh, if gotcha. she chooses, and and she usually what, does. What
2: animals, what animals does it not matter if it's 100 or zero? Do the camels care?
6: They don't care. They, well, they probably... Prefer the zero uh, rather than the hundred. Really? In the mm. winter time, they grow a really thick, really thick coat, and uh, they mm. they stay warm. And you know, you walk out, and, and it's uh, snowing outside, and you'll see snow on top of their humps, and they're just kind of standing yeah. there looking at you. And they have access to the barn; <laughs> they can go inside if they want. But, um, they, they, it doesn't matter to them. The wolves don't care at all. They love the winter time. Um, sure. The uh, barnyard animals do pretty camels well you think case, for you know spring and fall weather, but they, they do okay in the winter time too. You think of
2: camels traipsing through the desert. Are these different kinds of camels? Like,
6: like yeah, they about are. The they're, they're the Bactrian camels, the two-hump camels, and they come from the Gobi Desert. And, well, mm. it gets really hot there. It's kind of China-Mongolia gotcha. area. It gets really hot there in their summers and really cold there in the winter. So the, the camels from that region grow a thick fur in the wintertime and, and then shed it all off in the in the summertime, which is what ours do. They, they shed mm. off all their their uh, thick fur in the in the spring, so and uh, so if you come in May and June, you'll see they look pretty shaggy. Sometimes when they're shedding off their winter coat, mm-hmm. but uh, and it's bags and bags of hair that we get off of them uh, come the come the spring and, and winter or summertime.
2: All this the year round uh, information you need to know about these animals. Do you do you get all that information before uh, you commit to an animal? I know you haven't brought a whole lot of new animals on lately. Or do you just get the animal you can and adjust on the fly?
6: Uh, yeah, I, I think that when you start talking about a new exhibit and a new animal, um, you know, one of the first questions is, is okay, do they handle the Illinois temperatures? You know, can they be outside gotcha. during the summertime when when we are open? Would people actually see them in the summertime? And then in the wintertime, what do we do with them? So are they winter hardy? You know, like uh, like the camels are or the the wolves are, or are they do they need to go inside like an alligator or a Galapagos tortoise and and so, yeah, you, you kind of figure out where they are, where they come from the world like South America rainforest and they have warm temperatures all the time or if it's you know, Africa or, and the cheetahs actually do really well in the wintertime. They, that they have a building that they can go into and, and stay inside if they yeah. wish, but um, cool. they actually come outside and do really well in, the, in cooler temperatures. Of course, they were born in um, Texas. So they, you know, they, they kind of used to Illinois or, or okay. U.S. weather. So.
2: So it's kind of like people, you know, if you're born there, animals can adjust too.
6: Yeah, you, you, you can some adjust animals, anyway. to it and get yeah. used to it and I, but some of them just don't have that ability, you know, like a reptile to put on a winter coat <laughs> to, to stay warm outside. And so that's why they have to go, to go in for the yeah. winter. Yeah.
2: What, uh, what's an animal that you wouldn't take? Not because the zoo can handle it, but just because it might, it, the, the animal would hate it or, you know, just, they wouldn't like Illinois. Is there something that sticks out that might surprise us?
6: Well, that's a, I think you can get rid
2: of all them it. snakes. I don't think they like it. Here. Yeah, I think you can just get rid of all them snakes, yeah. all those
6: spiders. Yeah, and <laughs> the uh, I think it's probably the larger mammals. You know, if you start talking, you know, the giraffes and elephants, and you know, they they gotcha. um, they just need so much more space, you know, more than we could actually handle uh, yeah. at our smaller zoo here, the and, yeah. and uh, they would need a huge, huge indoor facility um, to be able to spend, you know. Six seven months of the year inside or have access inside and out, you know. Um, So those would be the ones that would it would really uh, it would take a lot (laughs) to get something like that. No fair. Into our zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, yesterday was
2: a big day uh, for Day of Giving, uh, obviously around the nation and. Um, I know probably you, you want people, even though it's 24 hours later, I was on the air and it would have been perfect to have you on if, if I'd have been there with you. But, uh, but nothing wrong with, with reminding people that if you, if you can give and you want to give, the zoo is, is, uh, would welcome your donation. And you got, I know you got probably a couple different ways to do that. And it's a, it's a good day to support something that a lot of people utilize throughout the year, right?
6: Yeah. And we have, you know, if you want to adopt an animal, if you have a kid that, you know, the sloth or the penguin or, the the hissing cockroaches or you know whatever it's their favorite animal you can actually adopt it for them for a year and we give them a certificate really? and and that's kind of a fun thing that they can do and the kind of in it on the money side of things it kind of helps us you know support the, that animal and other animals in our zoo you know for for the year so we uh, adopt the animal thing and uh, of course our gift shop you know there's there's stuff for sale they're doing inventory right now but later this month i'm sure they'll be willing to sell things out of our gift shop a lot of plush a lot of games and a lot of fun yes. uh, fun animal things and of course just donations themselves if you want to donate in somebody's name um we're always open for the, <laughs> for those kind of yeah. gifts as well
5: if i wanted to adopt a wolf would i would, would I have I uh, have opportunity to come feed it
6: uh, we would give you a ticket to come see it. <laughs>
8: Can he take and, uh, it home for a week yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
5: and also does when this is a personal question feeding a uh, uh feeding a snake is it I should transition the snake out of its living quarters into a some other kind of bucket
6: to feed it is that um, you get a snake yeah,
3: out Sometimes our, our
6: keepers will do that. They'll have a barrel or, or something that they'll set the snake in and feed it in there. So they're used to being fed in that environment mm-hmm. and and not being used to food inside their normal exhibit area. Uh, a lot of times um, our keepers go ahead and go ahead and feed them on exhibit, yeah, just so they don't transfer them out. But we've had some uh, that we would do that. You know, transfer them to a, like a like a big barrel that we'd feed them in and and um, And then kind of make the in their environment. That's where they live, and the barrels where they eat. So they know not to strike when they're in their environment. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, that's a way to do it.
5: But it's Hmm. but it's perfectly safe if I do if my son does not transition the snake out of its living environment into the the barrel for the most part. Yeah, and I, I would
6: just be the careful part thing. I'd just be careful when it is acting hungry, just to keep your hand away and don't make it your hand look like a mouse <laughs>
1: right, right.
5: <laughs>
6: at all and, and uh maybe use the tongs to you know to, to feed it we 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 don't feed anything live to our okay. snakes at, at the zoo uh they're all um we, we get all of our rats and mice mice actually frozen mm-hmm. from a place in indiana and so um from rodent Pro in indiana so for all your frozen mice needs that's where you can go <laughs> okay. and um yeah, and so they uh, they feed it. So we thaw them out, and then and then um, hand them on, put them on tongs, and feed the snakes that way.
5: Oh, so they they should be thawed out first before you feed.
6: Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like chewing on an icicle. That would that would be crunchy, Yeah, oh, so, yeah,
5: that, yeah, so that makes thaw sense.
6: Thawed out, yeah, thawed out, and then uh, feed them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and don't use the
2: microwave for it. Don't use the microwave, right. you <laughs> <laughs> like somebody might want to tell me
5: Right, right, exactly. No. Thanks for the, uh, yeah. th- thanks for Snake Feeding 101. I truly appreciate that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. the Scoville Zoo website obviously can, you know, you know, with- you mentioned adopting an animal. What what does that come with? That's kind of a cool thing, you know, for so. uh, for a kid for a Christmas gift maybe. I mean, what, yeah, what, adopt an animal. Or,
6: a lot of people give um, like memberships to our zoo. You know, that's like eighty five yeah. ninety five dollars right now. And you know, uh, for a membership to our zoo, and and um, and some people, you know, we actually our keepers they put a, a Amazon wish list up on uh, on the, the net. You can get through through our Facebook page, and and they put. Things on there like enrichment items for our animals. And so that can be used in the wintertime and the summertime that, um, range from little housing and bedding things to just manipulative type of things that makes the animals work for their food a little more. So, uh, and some ropes that the monkeys and, um, and different th- um, primates would use. So uh, a lot of fun thing on there. You can check out, you can you know, go through our Facebook to get that. And, and, uh, that the adopted animal that ranges from, you know, like I, you know, I like cockroaches, you know, $10 or so up to, Seventy-five dollars for some of the other animals to adopt, and and uh, you can adopt one, you can adopt multiple animals, and if you want to spend one hundred and fifty dollars, you can you know pick and choose you know which animals you want to, to equal that amount. And and can each uh, animal yeah, be it, adopted once or no, well we um, no we'll adopt you know, if everybody, okay. if everybody want to adopt the wolf we we'd allow that. <laughs> you know, okay, everybody okay. can adopt the wolf. So, um, but we also recognize those people on a we have a. A poster that we put up out in front, and it's on our website to kind of recognize you're an adoptive parent for this year, and uh, we really appreciate the people that do that. It really, it really does help out on, on feeding the animals. It, it takes about $50,000 to feed um, animals, and that cost goes up every year, and so, you know, it's you more than that now, so um, it takes so a lot. So that's the cost to adopt an animal
2: 50000
6: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you want to <laughs> I would send you two certificates if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might take that wolf home for
2: 50,000.
6: It might be worth it. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you toss a meatball over for that.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good stuff. Anything else you want to hit on, Ken?
6: Uh, no, I, I, we are doing some track maintenance this year. So next, uh, hopefully we'll get to open the train up next year and, and, uh, it'll all be on new track. We're putting down some new rail, uh, this winter and they're actually out there this week, uh, doing that. So that's kind of, it's always fun to see, uh, things happening and upgrading even though uh, we're not open. It's, um, so. It'll be a nice ride for next people next summer Something
2: will happen we we're, we're never yeah. going to get to use a train we're never going to get to use a water park Millen's <laughs> baseball field these things <laughs> we're never going to get to use them or, or enjoy them uh, oh, if, yeah. if, if we if we if I keep saying it negative maybe it'll it'll change finally because I keep I saying so. next year's the year hopefully uh, hopefully that actually happens uh, Ken it's yeah. great talking to you as always and uh, we wish you the best and have a great Christmas yeah you too thank you like your music talk <laughs> So we'll, we'll talk to you again. <laughs> uh, go get go big Huey Lewis fan. He's Ken Fry with Scoble Zoo. If you're missing that conversation, it'll be available at naticator.com, the naticator Facebook page, and more. We're going to get our last break of the day, come back and wrap up things. We, obviously, it's Wednesday, so we don't have a 5 o'clock show. It'll be going right to Hannity. But we do have Illinois popping on at 8, 8 o'clock pregame, 9 o'clock tip-off tonight as they take on Baylor on ESPN. That's right, 9 p.m. That game will be over to like 1130. Courtney will have been asleep for hours by the time uh, – his favorite college basketball team is finishing up their game against Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> we get a break. On the way to break last week at a three-day weather forecast, the Rev. Cordy Carson with the goodies.
5: Today was sunny with a high near 43. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 24. On Thursday, it's partly sunny with a high near 43. And on Friday, sunny with a high near 43. This is your WSOY three-day forecast with your boy, the Rev. Courtney Carson. Stay blessed and productive. Keep hope alive. Wear your mask and stay healthy, my friends.
1: Convenient. Safe and available now. The Crossing Healthcare free drive-thru COVID clinic, now located at 990 North Water Street in Decatur, next to the Crossing campus. Reserving your test time online is easy. Just go to crossinghealthcare.org backslash COVID-19. Testing times are offered in 10-minute increments, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to noon. Testing is offered at no cost to you, but you should bring your health insurance information. For more information, go to crossinghealthcare.org backslash COVID-19 today. I wear a mask for my family and my community. This is
3: Kevin Burhaney, a First Mid Insurance Group. I can tell you firsthand that I was lucky to recover from COVID-19, but it deeply affected me and the people I love. As COVID surges in our community, I plead with everyone to do the right thing and wear a mask or a face covering when you're in public. It's a simple thing you can do to protect others around you, help our local businesses, and possibly save lives. Isn't that worth it? Please,
7: wear a mask. I wear a mask for my community and my patients. This is Tanya Andrix of Crossing Healthcare. The mental and physical health of this community is my number one concern. And I get it. We are all frustrated and tired of this pandemic. But frustration and worry and anger won't make it go away. The only way to help our community is to practice social distancing, proper hand washing, and to wear a mask when you're in public. If everyone did their part, we could not only save our businesses, but save lives. Isn't that worth it? please do your part and wear a mask.
0: We mask for our customers, our staff, and the community.
8: This is Todd and Angie Mason of The Beach House.
0: Right now is a difficult time for restaurants and businesses like ours. We're all frustrated and tired of this pandemic.
8: But frustration and anger won't make it go away. The only way to help our community and our local restaurants is to practice social distancing, proper hand washing.
0: And to wear a mask when you're in public. If everyone did their part, we could not only save local businesses, but save lives. Isn't that
1: worth it?
8: Please do your part and wear a mask.
1: This is the Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Well, we're wrapping things up,
2: Dom. I'm watching you on Zoom here, so maybe give me, uh, let me know when it's at 5930. Is it already there? <laughs>
1: just
2: give me a little warning. Uh, Illinois Baylor basketball tonight, 9 o'clock tip-off, 8 o'clock pregame. You can hear that here on WSOY. You can hear it on the stream as long as you're within 75 miles of, uh, of Decatur. You can listen to the stream, as always, Illinois basketball at nowdecatur.com. Courtney, tomorrow, uh, big Thursday coming up. Uh, you, you, got a, you got big plans tonight?
5: I'm just going to, you know, play some pool. Lift weights with Malachi. Come around, go around the corner and visit you for two seconds. Give you some, All give right. you a dap, and that's about it.
2: I like it. We're going to talk to the principal Stephen Decatur tomorrow. I assume this is you that added this, right?
5: Yep, definitely. Gonna have some fun with Eldon yep. uh What
2: is his name? Eldon Khan. Eldon Khan. Eldon Khan, the principal. Yep. What are we talking? To, what are we talking to him about?
5: His, give me one. His um, his programs at Stephen Decatur. Man, he's been doing a okay. phenomenal job. Yep.
2: Awesome, awesome. Obviously, middle school and uh, uh, Tim Dillard, a Major League Baseball pitcher for the Brewers organization uh, and with the, has been with the Rangers. He'll join us on Friday. That's an interview that Dominique found. So we're going to round things. I got a big announcement Friday, but we'll worry about that when we get towards the end of the show on Friday. And uh, we will talk to you. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Back at at three o'clock from the driveway. Why not, Courtney and uh, Dominique? We'll see you then. Have a great night.
1: Stream WSOY on your Amazon Echo device. Simply tell your smart speaker to enable the WSOY skill. Then play WSOY.
0: This is Shiloh
9: with your stories now, brought to you by Shop on Main. Modern looks, old-fashioned pampering. The Illinois Department of Public Health announced 12,542 newly confirmed cases of coronavirus disease in Illinois, including 125 additional confirmed deaths. Yesterday, Macon County officials reported three deaths. Macon County officials also reported 66 newly confirmed cases, bring the total in Macon County to 6,711 confirmed cases and 128 deaths. IDPH is reporting a total of 738,846 cases, including 12,403 deaths in 102 counties in Illinois. It looks like the first shipment of COVID-19 vaccines to Illinois may be arriving later this month. The numbers change daily, says Governor J.B. Pritzker, but it's anticipated that the state will initially get about 109,000 units of the vaccine, which covers about 54,500 people since everyone will need two doses. The governor says he hopes that shipment as well as subsequent shipments will end up being larger, but that Illinois is at the whim of the FDA. For these stories, podcasts, and videos, go to nowtacator.com
3: even while many key states were still being counted.
1: The president went on to say that his team is working to make sure that every legal vote is counted. Twitter has already flagged the video with a statement reading, this claim about election fraud is disputed. Wall Street at the close, the Dow up 59, the Nasdaq lost 5 points, the S&P added 6. America is listening to Fox News.
8: Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. you missed a turn there's always another turn always. take it to get back to the turn you missed Use your turn progressive motorcycle also presents roadside assistance progressive motorcycle for those who were born to ride progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates is the cost of finishing the basement
0: worth
1: the benefit of some peace and quiet when questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing can help you find answers with personalized planning tools and insights to help you get where you want to go, even if it's just downstairs. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash within reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch Pierce. You've been listening to
0: the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.